guys, welcome back to another episode of Chats with Mo. I'm here with my good friend Liotz, and I'm so excited for this episode because I feel like, you know, we just think very similar. I don't know you super well, we haven't spent a lot of time together, but she is amazing and the work that she does is super incredible and I'm really excited to talk about it. So, let's just jump, jump right in. Um, so you, let's just give a little bit of background, like where you're from, what you like to do for fun, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so... I'm Liat. Um, I started, I mean, I've been singing all of my life. So, but Wake the Voice has been in creation for a very long time. So it wasn't called Wake the Voice, but I've just been in that realm all my life. And what I do for fun and my background, I got my undergrad in speech pathology. And then I became an RBT, a registered behavioral technician. So I have behavioral therapy behind me as well. And I worked okay. with behavioral therapists. Uh, and then uh, before that, I was in bands, uh, not in band in high school, but I was I had my own band. Oh, nice. Yeah, with my with my boyfriend at the time, and he was the bass player. And then I had a girl drummer, which was pretty pretty Hell badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I decided. So that was like, well, I started writing music when I was fourteen, and my mom was my manager. Wow. Called her momager. <laughs> yeah. And we used. To, she brought me into bars when I was fourteen years old. And ever since then, I've just been performing. I'm 33 now, and it's just been a wild, crazy ride. Yeah. And I feel like I've lived many chapters, <laughs> many, I call them funerals. Mm-hmm. So I'll like, I'll do a chapter and I'll read it and I'll go through it and I'll feel it. And then that chapter will just like, will just die. And then a new chapter comes about. So that's how I think of my life as births and deaths, births and deaths, births and deaths, because we're always forever changing. So mm-hmm. another thing, let's see, I have so many things that I, <laughs> I wrote a music for a documentary that was about WordPress called Open. Okay. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. And I wrote songs for children's books. And now I am a motivational children's speaker, and I'm about to go on our tour on the East Coast to a couple different schools in New Jersey. What? Called Believe in Yourself. And so it's all about children that, or anyone really, that has anxiety, has some trouble believing in themselves, so working with confidence, so we just visit schools, we sing to them, everyone gets involved, it's a very engaging assembly, and I'm extremely excited about it, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I started Wake the Voice when I facilitated a, um, a retreat in Costa Rica two year a year ago. And that was with my good friend, my childhood friend, Alex Schimmel, he's an amazing yogi. He uh, created this this retreat with it was about leadership and coming into your power and yoga teacher training. And mm-hmm. so he asked me to be the song leader in this retreat. Wow, what yeah. an honor! Right, That's awesome. and and, yeah. and it was just out. 
Um, it wasn't out of nowhere because before I contacted him, I was going through some extreme changes and I wanted to know where my path was. So one of my friends came up to me and said, you need to buy The Artist Way. It's a book. Oh, okay. About honing in your purpose, honing in your craft. Mm. So... When I, it's a 12 week book program that you do on your own. Okay. Uh, a lot of writing, a lot of like amazing patterns that I've found in myself. And through Artist Way, there was a chapter that said if you could take instant steps to achieving your, to getting closer to achieving your goal, what would they be? Mm. And the step that I wanted to take was to contact retreat centers and just say, and, and also yoga instructors and just say, Hey, if you ever need live music in yoga or song leading, I'm your girl. Like I will go on the retreat with you. I would love to be a part of this community more. So I, inst- I just Instagram messaged, emailed some of my friends that are yogis because mm-hmm. I've been in the yoga industry, world industry, whatever you call it, for about 10 years. Um, so I do live music and yoga too. There's just so many things I've done. I yeah. feel like there's not enough time to even talk about half half the things that I've done. And, and this is like really coming into true realization how how many things I've done. Wow. Yeah. But no, it's that's good. <laughs> all under yeah, so it's all under the umbrella of music. So okay. fast forward, I did this retreat. I did a lot of also I was I was a facilitator and a student. So it was really a beautiful balance. So I got to really know a lot of the people in the retreat and then also be a leader. And that was probably the best way of tapping into the next chapter in my life. Mm. Because you're never really, as teachers, you're never really a teacher because you're also a student. Right. Like, you are forever learning through Mm -hmm. your students. Mm -hmm. So when I was a teacher slash student, it was just a, I, I just felt balanced. And I, I, I want to bring, I take that with me everywhere I go in my teachings. Yeah. Because there's really no one person guru type bullshit. Cause I don't believe in that guru mentality. No. Cause that shit is dangerous. It's mm-hmm. dangerous. That's cold. That's like, there's a leader in that. Yeah. No, we need to have equal say democracy, all that good stuff. Yeah. So. No, I get that for sure. <clears throat> Especially with my, like, religious background. Yeah. Walking in blind faith is, it's scary. And there's yeah. a lot of things that you just, like, you want to know the answers to, but they don't even know the answers to them. So they're just saying, like, you know, do this, but just have faith that it'll work out. And it's like, no, like, I want to know why, you know? So it's good that you definitely take that mentality into your into your teachings. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's important. It's for so sure. important because yeah. you don't want to be like, I know this and you don't know anything type deal. Right. And you also don't want to be like, this way worked for me, so it has to work for you too. Because right. everyone has their different stories and everything, you know, affects people differently. And so that's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like 
almost everything. I don't even know. Well, well, you probably have questions, and it'll I do. Go through yes, those. and if we have to have another podcast episode, I won't. Part one and two. Exactly. I will not be upset. Okay, so yeah, you kind of answered my first couple questions. Look at that. Um, I didn't even about... look at your notes. Yeah. I didn't even look at <laughs> I looked at your website too before this. So, cool. yes, I have lots of things to talk about. So, let's just talk about Wake the Voice. What is it? Mm. You know, why did you start it? That whole thing. Yeah. So, back through that retreat, that really um, mind bending and working on my shadows, lots of shadows came out in that retreat. And I highly recommend everyone going to one retreat in their lives mm-hmm. because if you want to reset, do it. It's so needed. And usually you'll find something about yourself that you never knew you had in you. Mm. Okay. So finding that power is in, and, and sticking to it and then grounding yourself in that power. That's when you can really, um, access new chapters in your life, new Mm -hmm. ways of living Totally. So yeah, I highly recommend even just like go by yourself in the forest. That's a retreat <laughs> in itself. Like yes. do what you are called to do. So wake the voice a couple weeks after that retreat. Um, and I worked with another girl who was the other facilitator. So it was Alex mm. and then my good friend, Kara, she's mm-hmm. a womb worker. Oh. So I had a lot of trauma in my womb. I went through an abortion Um, there's just been lots of different traumas in that space and it affects everything in your life if you do not face those shadows, you know? Mm -hmm. So the womb work was really, really beautiful. And I highly recommend if you want any information about Kara, I will, I'll send you information about Kara. Yeah. She's an amazing uh, listener and an amazing woman. And she does a lot of, I was taught somatic integration, which is basically mm. feeling your feelings. Okay. So I use that in Wake the Voice as well. So okay. Wake the Voice has been being, being created since I was born. <laughs> um, I just didn't know I had it in me. And yeah. then after the retreat, I got back home and I was like, wow, I'm like buzzing. I'm vibrating. I am feeling totally new, totally different. Mm-hmm. And I need to do something about it. And everyone that I remember, I remember the last night at the retreat, um, we had like a circle because I had to leave early. So we mm-hmm. had a circle of uh, people get, giving feedback because that was like that was very major in in the retreat because it was a yoga teacher training. So there's a lot of critic of feedback that was critical mm-hmm. for your growth. OK, so I had a feedback circle that last night and it like filled me so much I wish I recorded it so I could listen to it every day yeah because every single person there was about 20 of them said I helped them wake their voice I helped them find their voice again wow because yes oh my god and it was so it was on another level because I was like well we're also in paradise we're also you know like finding our shadows and talking to them and like doing all this inner work Mm -hmm. like how but they went out of their way to say someone told me in my past I can't sing and I just stopped Mm. and singing is so therapeutic I take it 
for granted because I'm a singer and I sing every single day of my life. But I look at people that don't sing every single day of their lives Mm -hmm. and they're, I feel that it would just enhance their life, whether it's by themselves or out in the performing world. I can work with both because when it comes down to it, singing makes you happy. You sing in the shower, Mm -hmm. singing in the car, belting it out. Like we need to project how we're feeling. So in Wake the Voice, it's still forever creating. It's still forever forming. Absolutely. But right now, I'm really into somatic integration, which is feeling your feelings in your body and then visualizing, maybe talking to them, maybe saying like, are you okay? Do you need something? Like going into that realm of just feeling. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Feel it right then and there. Mm -hmm. So then after you journal and then we sing about it. We Mm -hmm. sing about what you journal. Interesting. About your feelings. So really tapping into that release. Yeah. And then we do a lot of chanting, a lot of uh, tonal meditations. I actually just today did a couple recordings it was like so ironic but I was yeah I was very inspired by you because we were already oh, recording this and I was like you know what I should do recordings today too so I decided to take my my crystal singing bowls I'm yeah. also a sound healer that's also part of wake the voice mm-hmm. so and bringing it into the recording space because I was always questioning like could I record singing bowls could it be the same effect mm-hmm. it definitely can if you're wearing headphones, yeah, you can get into it. <laughs> I was like breaking out today. No I, I had like a breakthrough today. I was just sitting in my my room, my office where I record, and just bawling my eyes out listening to this recording I just did. Wow. And I I think it's because I've never actually heard me playing for myself Mm. because I'm always playing for someone else right so it was a really deep connection that I just went through today that I was like hysterical I was like "Ah!" (laughs) you got the ugly girl cry yeah like (laughs) uh, like it doesn't even matter like I'm just letting it out my dogs are like what's happening my dogs are (laughs) Right behind, right below my feet. Like, are you okay? Like, so, and I just let it, it was, it was on another level. And now I know that there's something special in that if I'm being affected by my, my own sounds. Yeah. Is something to talk about because usually I'm not affected by my recordings. Like Mm. I'm always like, this is wrong with it. This is wrong with it. This is wrong with it. Yeah. I have to change this. I'm flat here. That, but it was just so freeing. Wow. That and is I, super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, oh, it was, felt so good. So oh, That's so cool. I'm really excited to release this beautiful tonal meditation album that I'm creating for Wake the Voice. Yeah. And this will be for anyone that wants a release or wants to sing along with it or just do whatever you need. Go to sleep to it because it's very mm-hmm. chill. It's very calm. Yeah. It's very centering, but it's also a self-love practice. Wow. And then okay. through those recordings, I want to create an app. So that's like future Ooh, stuff. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, for Wake the Voice. But that's like, I don't even know what's going to be on that app. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. But that is so cool. Yes. I remember the first time that I 
experienced any sort of, you know, sound healing was actually at your place that night with the vision boards. Yeah. And it was so incredible because I have always, not always, but I like, when it comes to chanting and things like that, it makes me just a little bit uncomfortable, you know, and that's normal. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. But I think it was just because I had never been educated on it. I've never been, you know, surrounded by people who, you know, believe in that. And to be surrounded in that group of women and all of us were singing together and just hitting different notes. And it, it was just so, like, transformational. It was crazy. And, yeah, so I'm so glad that we finally get to talk about it because Yay! I've been wanting to for so long. And, you know, your work is it's incredible. And I can see, like, the passion and the drive and just, like, you are doing exactly what you were sent here to do. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. And I just want to, I just want to find, I just want to help find other people's voices. Yes. And power. Exactly. And do, and they, and because you only get one life. Mm-hmm. Why not live your purpose? Exactly. Live your passion. Mm-hmm. What are you going to leave this earth? What are you going to leave? Yeah. Is it going to be beautiful words? Is it going to be beautiful sounds? Is it going to be beautiful things that are grown in the in, on land? Is mm-hmm. it going to is it going to be saving land? Is it going to yeah. be like what is it going to be? Pottery, be? Like, what? Yeah. yeah, is it going to be your art that makes life mm-hmm. so much more beautiful? Like, yeah, you need to find that. Yeah, and I really like that approach Sooner too because you know when people go through sound healing and stuff, they might have the idea like, oh, I need to start, you know becoming a singer, becoming a performer, yeah. but your whole thing is just, you know, wake that voice and each voice is unique to each person. Exactly. And it's much more of just like a, like manifesting what you want, you know, it's a very personal journey. And I really do appreciate that about, you know, your business. And not that I've even been to many events or any events, actually, it makes me very interested. And, in, you know, I would like to explore that because it sounds really awesome. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come. Yes, gotta come. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. One of the next ones. Yes. And we'll we'll throw out a little promo at the end yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We went through that one. So you said you started with a background in speech pathology. Can yeah. you kind of give us just what an idea of that is? Because I don't know I don't know what spe- speech pathology is and I don't know if many other people do, so let's just dive into that real quick. Yeah, so speech pathology is just speech therapy. Mm. Usually it's uh, there's one speech pathologist per school that has extremely large caseloads. <laughs> they are not treated very well in school places, but in their private practices, that's a different story. Mm. Anyways, speech pathology is just the basics of teaching articulation, how to pronounce words, also comprehension. So diving into the language, it's the study of language and the study of speech. Okay. So the production of speech. And then so usually you can find speech pathologists in hospitals too. So speech pathologists work with people that have articulation problems, comprehension issues, also stroke patients, mm. people that uh, and then have aphasias and also you, anything, brain injuries, anything that affects the left part, the Wernicke's and Broca okay. uh, parts of your brain, which mm-hmm. is language dominance. The Wernicke's and Broca basically, Broca is the production of speech. That's where like 
in your brain. That's the connection to your articulation, to how I'm moving my words right now. And then Verna Keys is all about comprehension. Mm. So you can produce, so if you lose, if you have like a Verna Keys or uh, aphasia or a Broca's aphasia, so if you have a Verna Keys aphasia, let's see if I can remember this because this <laughs> has been 10, 15 years. Um, Verna Keys aphasia is when you lose your comprehension. So mm. you can produce sounds, but it's not making any sense. Oh, okay. And then this is after, like, if you have a brain injury and it affects your left side of your brain in that part, it's, like, right behind the ear. So, mm. like, right or above the ear. Like, it's right around there okay. on the left side. And so that's what – and then also they work with swallowing um, mm. as well. Okay. So it's interesting. The OTs, the occupational therapists work with fine motor and then, then it's like from the, the, the throat up mm-hmm. the speech pathologists and work with them. Oh, okay. But they should all work together. OTs, PTs, SLPs should all work together as one big team because yeah. it's a whole, like there's no like disconnects. Like yeah. everything is connected in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So the so speech pathologists come in and just help you communicate to mm. the best of your abilities. So they work with also people with slush or lisps or anything that you another person cannot understand, they help you speak the norm. Just a little bit clear, more, clear. more clearly mm-hmm. and then also stuttering too. Oh, like okay. there's a lot of that um, yeah. in speech pathology. I just felt I wasn't, I didn't see myself as a speech pathologist ever. (laughs) I was like, this is, this is great to learn as a singer. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot about voice anatomy, neuroscience, like the background of like just speech sciences, which was really, really, really cool to learn. Mm -hmm. But when it came down to it, I just felt there was more to this that I wanted to create on my own. Okay. So... I decided not to go back for my master's. This was also like 10 years ago. So I'm sorry if any of these facts are actually correct. (laughs) Um, Because I'm not a speech pathologist. (laughs) Just a disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) Uh, If anyone's listening. Yeah. Okay. So then after that, I decided after I graduated, um, I decided I was really interested in behavioral therapy. So... Mm. Behavioral therapists should be working with speech pathologists as well. They all the therapists should just be working together. Yes. <laughs> to make one big therapist. Fix the being. <laughs> yes. Fix it into one big therapist. Yes. But I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of therapists out there that are working together mm-hmm. to create a bigger and better life for people. Yeah. So then I went as an RBT. And that was the behavioral sciences, and that was really cool too. Yeah, to be in that scenario, like in those situations of conditioning, mm. the the background of psychology and how people learn how to get out of bad habits or mm-hmm. create better habits. You know, so I liked, I really was interested in that. So lots of psychology. So. I took little tiny parts of different of different uh, sciences that I learned in the past, and I mm-hmm. put them all to- I put them all together 
in Wake the Voice just to help with my vocal coaching and uh-huh. because there's no speech pathologists that work with singers really mm. they're vocal coaches mm-hmm. because that's a whole another realm too because singing is not talking talking is not singing yeah singing is a slower exhalation rather than talking is a little bit less slower so mm-hmm. you're just holding notes out longer than talking mm-hmm. but you're also articulating differently in singing so you don't you don't go you don't go flat or sharp. Mm-hmm. So I've been a singer all my life. So that's been innate in me. Yeah. And I don't know what I would do without my voice. And I get freaked out even thinking about it. I'm not going <laughs> to talk anything else about that. So yeah, when it comes down to it, speech pathology is the speech sciences, and we mm. we speak about speaking. Okay. Nice. And it, you will go crazy if you are <laughs> a little bit because it, if you are in speech pathology degree right now or in the department you're just speaking about speaking you take mm. a lot of linguistics classes about patterns and languages which is really cool yeah which yeah is awesome i have taken a couple of those classes and oh my gosh it's yeah. just amazing yeah linguists and then also you know phonetics and, phon- mm-hmm. and phonology is just out of this world oh yeah <laughs> so my i felt crazy i felt like i was going crazy learning about speaking yeah and I felt really boxed in during that time. Okay. And I that was one thing that was a pattern of that I I love about myself is that I never want to be boxed in. I forever yeah. want to create more to different avenues. Definitely. So taking what is already there and bringing it into a new light. That's my goal in Wake the Voice is bringing yeah. bringing just your voice. Don't worry about judgment or anything like that. And just go into a different space with your voice. Mm. The uncomfortable space. That yeah. everyone kind of is like, I can't sing. Yes, you can. If you can <laughs> talk, you can sing. Like, yes. that's it. I don't know if you can sing well. Yeah, that's a different conversation. That's a different, but, but if you want to. Everyone can. Right. So, like, I'll, I'll have my Wake the Voice sessions, which are basically therapeutic singing sessions. Yeah. And then I'll have my vocal coaching voice lessons. So you mm. can take, I actually have a couple of clients right now that are taking wake the voice sessions and voice sessions uh-huh. because there's, it's totally different. We work on pitch and like a basic singing lesson is like working on pitch, working on breath, working on tone, mm-hmm. working on articulation, working on your performance but then with Wake the Voice is working under that. Mm. What's trapping you? The subconscious. Yes. Yes. Because uh, singing is a lot about confidence. Mm-hmm. The more confidence. So how are we going to obtain that? It's yeah. You take Wake the Voice sessions before you start taking voice lessons. Yeah. And you will see a drastic change in your confidence. Yes. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is juicy. Yes. I love it. I love it. Okay. It's good to talk about it because then I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a really good idea. Yeah. Take Wake the Voice <laughs> first and then and then take voice lessons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I totally feel like we're on the same wavelength right now because you were you answered a question that I didn't even have to ask. Um, I was going <laughs> to ask you, like, why did you go into speech pathology and then become a voice coach? Oh, but, but there is know? a story. I do oh, have one please story. Please do tell. Um, because this is what really inspired me 
also. I have a lot of inspirations, but this one story. So I was in my department. I was in the in speech pathology. Mm-hmm. And I was I was performing a lot during my college days. I had a couple of different projects. I had an amazing backing band behind me and I used to play all over Philadelphia, mm-hmm. all over New York, all over New Jersey and I was just like killing it in the music world. <clears throat> and then my professor who is like one of the coolest professors, I don't remember her name, but she came up to me after one of her classes and she said, I'm signing you up for vocal therapy because you're losing your voice and I know that you're a singer. Wow. So she she put me in the clinic for voice therapy mm-hmm. and I took it with one of the grad students that was getting their degree as a speech pathologist and they needed credit for voice therapy. So mm. I went in there not knowing what to expect because my voice was raspy. My voice was tired. Mm. My voice was done, almost done because I was just treating it like shit. Wow. I was doing all the things, <laughs> all the all the little things in mm-hmm. college. You know those college days? The oh, yeah. Drugs. I was drinking. I was I was not taking care of my voice. Yeah. And uh, everyone needs to go through that phase, I feel. It's experimenting, and you know. I was in an experimental phase. Yes. I was going out partying a lot and just just destroying my voice. And mm. um and uh this this angel professor saved me basically. Yeah. So I went into the clinic the day and I will never forget this. All we did for an entire hour was breathe. That's it. We just for an hour. We were just belly breathing for an hour. Whether it was through just your nose out of your mouth and we would do it. Yeah. And suddenly I started to feel in a lot of water. A lot of water. Hmm. Suddenly I started to feel my voice become stronger. I actually had to retrain how I was breathing. Wow. Yeah. So that's how, like, I had a quiet, I had a pretty quiet voice. Really? I had a pretty quiet voice. I never had a really loud voice. Hmm. And then suddenly when I started actually using it in the healthy, correct way, in the sustainable way, mm-hmm. everything changed. Yeah. I My, cannot imagine you having a quiet voice. Yeah. I, oh. I don't think you're loud. I think you just project, project. very well. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you. So, yeah. And it's because of vocal therapy. And I mm. so that's really experiencing that. That's what I took away from my speech degree was okay. voice therapy. Yeah. And then through vocal therapy, I started to put a lot of what I learned in those sessions into my Wake the Voice program. Mm-hmm. So that's where the health, um, just like being healthy with your voice uh, also sustainability with your voice, mm. just keeping it strong and creating cushion around your vocal folds so you won't have injury. Mm. So I work with a lot of people with acid reflux. Oh, okay. Because that really just is hard. It's, I have a little bit of acid reflux too, but 
yeah, it's just real. It, it, it'll take its toll on your vocal folds. It'll, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that yeah. acid is no joke. So, Mm-mm. And then also I'll work with uh, people that have smaller lung capacity. So we're trying to build mm. the lung capacity again. Okay. So there's a lot of different types of people I, that I work with. I work with all ages from four to 80 years old. Oh, my God. So it's <laughs> just like it's so cool to just – do what you love and and help others yeah while you do what you love it's a beautiful thing yeah that's incredible so yeah so that that was thank you for the professor <laughs> for I don't real know, maybe she'll if she ever listens to this little shout you, out little shout out <laughs> i don't remember your name but you were amazing <laughs> and the, the best part about it is that i think at the end of my degree in speech pathology one of the professors came up to me and she said I don't see you as a speech pathologist. She literally said that to me. <laughs> I see you doing something even greater. Oh my god! Wow. And I, I just like remembered this not too long ago because I forgot about that for a while, and I yeah. just remembered it like yesterday. No I was way. like, "What?" I totally forgot that she said that. Wow. That I will create something even better. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. So there you go. Wow. Speaking from a speech pathologist to a non-speech pathologist. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh, and the best part about it is that all of my friends are speech pathologists. So if I ever have questions, I'm like, yo, text Perfect. Them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just fine-tune and everything. Yep. Love it. Okay. So let's go into... So vocal coaches exist everywhere. What would you say is different about your approach? Mm, good question. These are really good questions. You're Thank doing you. a great job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, the difference between vocal coaching and wake the voice is that vocal coaching is mostly um, singing lessons, in my opinion. So working on just performance. Mm. Maybe it is public speaking. So that's performance in itself, too. Right. I take that. And don't get me wrong, I call myself a vocal coach because I can't call myself a think- singing therapist because that's actually there's like a degree for that. So I have to say oh, therapeutic okay. singing, mm-hmm. even though I feel in my heart and soul that I am a true singing therapist. Yeah. But um, I don't think a piece of paper needs to prove right, that. <laughs> right. It's Honestly. like like when it comes down to it, are you getting better or worse? Let's just like be honest. Come mm-hmm. on. And people have, it's it's just been an amazing ride with yeah. with how what's coming out of these sessions, so yeah. So vocal coaching versus wake the voice is just that it's one's more therapeutic mm. and spiritual, and I work with a lot of different approaches. Yoga is very big in it. Okay, I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of meditations, mm-hmm. inner work. Uh, somatic integration is a big one yeah feeling the feelings like it's not just working on performance yeah so that I could see that as the biggest difference okay it's like going deeper yeah with your it's practice. a little bit more sustainable work yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. lasts yeah, a little yeah. bit longer yeah I totally agree dang okay yeah. that's really awesome mm-hmm. okay so what so why is the throat chakra important and how can we use this particular chakra to stay connected to the other ones, do you think? The throat chakra, oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so 
Yeah, so I work in that in that realm. I do work a lot with the chakras. I have a lot of my crystal bowls are for certain tones of each chakra. Mm-hmm. So right now I am really I have the root, which is the C the C note, and then the throat chakra. It goes C D E F G is the throat chakra, okay. and then G A B. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful connection, and I love working with the chakras because they are vibration mm. as well. So and they're cyclical, and they they're just very like movement is forever just imagine spinning wheels in your body that go all the way up Mm -hmm. so sometimes those wheels get a little greasy or a little like stuck so that's why that's where if if you want to work with chakras and that you are are interested in chakras I tend to go down that path and we start from the root Mm. so it's even it's even before the throat so I don't even start with the throat okay I start with the root because usually there's some inner child work Mm. that needs to be talked about yeah because it usually if you're not singing anymore there's a reason for it Mm -hmm. why aren't you singing yeah what happened to you in your past what are your traumas in that realm Mm -hmm. that cut your voice off so there had to be someone or something that you went through that we need to talk about so that's i will forever start with the root and work our way up because it's like a flowing river or a flowing creek if one part of the creek is and it's up at the top or up at the bottom if it's uh, down at the bottom you're good. But if it's flowing from top to bottom, right? Imagine mm-hmm. that. And like a rock, a huge rock is blocking part of it. Probably like maybe even right in the beginning. All the others can't flow. Mm. So how can we get that gook and that rock off? We have to we have to create more force. We have to create something that will cleanse it, something that will like push it. Mm-hmm. out so the flow will come back yeah so how can we go through that so that's i like to use the, that imagery too because yeah. then it's like this this forever cyclical movement mm-hmm. and your body is always cyclical your body's always like a huge just whole circle yeah how can we just kind of clean it out mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what i'm actually doing for the spring equinox this upcoming shout out this upcoming <laughs> um, spring equinox March 26th I'm doing one in, I'm doing a wake the voice spring awakening cleaning out your chakras th- with your voice mm. so it's going to be at true nature healing center art center in Carbondale it's one of the coolest places I've ever been to that's so awesome they have a out garden labyrinth it's just so gorgeous in the mountains it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. So we definitely start with the root. Mm-hmm. We won't, we, the throat will, it will be opened more right. when we work our way up. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's nice that you 
use imagery that's really um, universal. Yeah. You know, because like you said, you're working with kids all the way up until, you know, super old people. So <laughs> Super old people. Yeah, you know. And so it's just like their wives. Anyone, they are. <laughs> yes, I'm not digging, but you've been on this earth for a minute. <laughs> you guys probably um, know more than I do. Honestly, then, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's just cool that you your approach is very accessible for everybody you know what I mean yeah and and it's so hard to teach singing it's so hard to teach how to visualize what's going on inside your body instead of outside Mm -hmm. so you can't just like show that you have to use a lot of analogies you have to use a lot of different so the chakras I feel do that for for me and Mm -hmm. and and really express like Oh yeah, can you imagine a red light during your root chakra? How and then you can use some different types of tones and then imagine yeah. these tones becoming visions and like seeing different objects or like feeling sensations or anything because it's so hard to teach because mm-hmm. you can't see the instrument it's right. inside them. Yeah, that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's see. So when I was looking at your website, you talked a little bit about the difference between like sounds, like internal sounds versus external. Mm. So how would you describe like the benefits of both and how you integrate that into your process? You mean like sound healing versus inner sound? Yeah, just like instruments versus voice and everything like that. So I think when it comes to external, you get a certain type of receiving like I feel it's it's this receiving and then the inner is I feel so much more powerful Mm. because you are you are creating those vibrations on your own yeah that are always and forever in you and you can create that wherever whenever you want unlike external sounds where you have to like actually do it you actually Mm -hmm. have to like go there and take action or like pay money for it or but I'm teaching giving you this tool that you can do on your own for free whenever (laughs) you feel overwhelmed or whenever it's a coping mechanism it's something that that is so needed for so many people with anxiety with stress with depression Mm -hmm. any it's just because what happens when you hum or sing stimulates the vagus nerve it's the 12th cranial nerve it's the longest one in your body Mm. and once that vagus nerve is stimulated everything becomes calmer it's a it's it's connected to every single organ in your body wow it's one of the oldest nerves in your body like from like when we were prehistoric well it's like not prehistoric but when we were like in the womb no, not even in the womb. Like oh. when we when we were eight people or whatever oh, the revolution, whatever evolution you gotcha. believe in, like that is our oldest cranial nerve. Wow. So it stimulates that and then everything becomes calmer. Everything becomes more relaxed. Mm. And so when you stimulate it through humming or through simple noises, not even words, you would be surprised how you feel after. It's just like if you just sang right now, just a little, and it's just, yeah, just a couple of those hums, you know? Yeah. 
you'll be good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's super. But yeah, so no, I don't know if it's like I don't know what happens in the womb. I don't know what happens in the womb. Yeah. I mean, it definitely it develops into some, and maybe the twelfth cranial nerve comes out in like I I know for a fact it does because then you know what we should we should look that into that what happens in the womb when the cranial nerve the twelfth cranial nerve is formed yeah is developed I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in that yeah well it has to be developed because or else like the the connection is not there so yeah all these things okay yeah we'll look into it yeah we'll look into it <laughs> I'm not um, a doctor. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> we'll keep that disclaimer going. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Let's talk about how has the shadow manifested itself in your business and practices, and what was your response? So what obstacles have you faced in, mm. like, creating mm-hmm. Wake the mm-hmm. Voice or just through your journey in general? Yeah. And what did you do about it? Oh, my gosh. I feel like I face them every single day. I face my I face shadows every single day of like doubting. Mm. Doubting is a big one of like, am I doing this right? Like imposter syndrome is a huge one. Mm-hmm. That every single person, I'm surprised if you don't have that, you're weird. Because <laughs> yeah. every single peer person You're in denial. You're in denial. <laughs> no, but I think also my that's like my inner critic and it's usually not as I call her posh. Posh Spice, I named my inner critic. Posh Spice. And she's um, just like really like whatever, like you don't know how to do this. And it's like, yeah, but I'm feeling into it and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling the person's energy and I'm thinking just about them at that time. And I feel that I'm going the right way no matter what. And, and if I need to call upon my guides, I call upon my guides to guide me to where I need to be yeah so it's just a lot of different types of of approaches in facing my shadows Mm -hmm. because I will forever have imposter syndrome no matter what yeah I feel like that's a very big side effect of you know creating your own business Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur you know because so many people have done it before you and so you're just trying to figure out that balance of you know okay, this is like generally successful, but this is how I want to tweak it a little bit to make yeah. it mine. Yeah. And yeah, that's a big struggle. It's with a, a lot of podcasts that I listen to with entrepreneurs, especially female ones. Because, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because we were <laughs> silenced for so many years. It's in us. And mm-hmm. yeah, we question everything because we want to be right. We want to always, we want to like, do good things for this earth and for the Mm -hmm. people that are living and the living things that are living on it. But how can we do that when our inner critic is saying this, no, you're stupid or like, you don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. or you're just like, you're just, you're just not good at what you do. And, and you, and I feel like we're always beating ourselves up and we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely that struggle, but yeah. I, I'm grateful to have that struggle because I know that I'm going the right way. Like if you mm-hmm. question everything, if you if we're questioning everything, research it. 
Exactly. Find the answer. Yes. So it's like a part of me feels the imposter syndrome is a drive for me to prove myself. Mm. Yeah. To myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's healthy up until a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And just one thing that I've over the past couple weeks have really been working on and I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs go through this too is just differentiating between you know your higher self voice and your ego voice because that is it's so important to figure out like the difference between those two because you know both of them are inside of us we have to deal with both of them every single day Mm -hmm. and but until you learn that the ego is the one who's in charge of the criticism side it's really scary because it's just your your inner they're just one inner voice at the beginning before you figure out like oh my gosh okay this is this is just temporary okay this is you know my intuition whatever so yeah just having to deal just having to you know distinguish between the two is super important and it helps just take a little bit of the pressure off because it's just like okay I'm having a moment <laughs> yeah what can I learn from this it's yeah. obviously telling me something I need to learn but just finding out the paths of both of them and their patterns and everything it's super yeah. crucial yeah 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 so you have to honor both sides of that and Absolutely. you have to honor the yeah. shadows to make it better mm-hmm. and be and talking to like what what your shadows need yeah definitely and so my shadows if I were to talk about talk, talk to my shadows at this moment I don't know feeling into it I'm saying go for it. <laughs> yeah. Just go for it. Just like, that's all I'm hearing right now. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Go for it. Whatever that's it. it Whatever is. it is. Yeah. yeah. Just go for it. Whatever will be, will be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. So just my last couple questions here. Yeah. So I talked about earlier how chanting and, you know, Tonal meditations, all of that kind of thing can make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever experienced resistance toward it? And, okay, so go into that a little bit. Yeah, actually, through kirtan, I was feeling uncomfortable. Hmm. What yeah. is that? I was I was raised Jewish, so okay. these were gods and goddesses, which are beautiful gods and goddesses, and, and they're, but they're statues and... Things like that. And it's just in my belief system, I never believed to praise a statue. Mm. I just I just didn't feel connected to it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt every time I would be in a kirtan space, which has got, I've grown into that. I just didn't feel connected to the words that were being sung. And it's it's Sanskrit. So it's, it's mm. sacred language. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a very sacred language, but to me, in my own feelings, I did not connect with it, and I felt the westernized world took it under under their own thing, and now there's a lot of kirtan circles with more whites and just, like, the yoga community, and I, I totally get mm-hmm. it. I'm white myself. I, I am, like, in that, too. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I am a hypocrite for saying this, but at the same no, time... you're just self-aware. You yeah, know? I'm just self... You know, at the yeah. same time, I, I feel that we should create something that that is influenced by that. Mm. So something in English, something in our 
our own language Mm -hmm. that we can really relate to on a deeper level because that's our innate language. Right. So at this moment, I'm in the process of creating new chants Mm. from the influences of Sanskrit and other, like, Hebrew and, like, all these different types of languages. Like, why not sing in English more Mm -hmm. and have English type chanting yeah because that's that's where I feel most connected and where I could do the most work for myself is to sing in my native language Mm -hmm. that's just how I feel yeah so I'm sure there's a lot of people who would agree with yeah (laughs) yeah and don't get me wrong there are some beautiful Sanskrit like beautiful chants like I love Shiva Shambo hey I'll do that all day. <laughs> because at one point when throughout my 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 disconnect with Kirtan, I found certain specific songs that really I did connect with. Mm. But other but most of them I don't connect with. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So I don't lead Kirtan chanting really at all. But I'll lead my own chanting, mm-hmm. and I'll lead um, through sound with no actual words. Mm-hmm. That's what I really enjoy the most is, like, putting our voices into a non-language pattern. Okay. So, like, uh, hey, ha, ho, like, all mm-hmm. the vowels and yeah. different sounds that can come about that you would think, like, would be a language but it's really not it's just Mm. like sounds that you feel that you need to make at that moment yeah so that goes back into that that somatic feelings the feeling the feelings and how are you going to release those feelings Mm. it doesn't need to be any language no you just need to sing it but you can sing like where there's no meaning behind it Mm mm-hmm but it's your it's meaning. It's just expressive. It's just yeah. an expression. It's embodiment. So I'm thinking about new workshops of embody, embodying the voice. Mm. So different types of ways of using your voice where there's no language. Okay. And there's no trigger words. Mm. So I'm thinking more on tones and vowels rather than words. Okay. Because yeah. that's the danger in words is that it can trigger things. Right. But it can also release things. Mm-hmm. So. But you just don't know. You and just don't know. with your clients, like, you yeah. don't know what they've been through. So You could sing ooh the whole time, and that's cool. Yeah. You can sing ah and a or just hum or just listen. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I think, is a, is a whole nother level of, like, really coming back into our primal days. Mm-hmm. Of no language. Yeah. Like how did we communicate before <laughs> we even had Seriously. language? We used grunts. Yeah. And sounds and like things that like really ticked us off, but we didn't <laughs> know what we were talking about. Right. Facial expressions. Yes. Body things, language is huge. Things mm-hmm. like that. So like, how can we get primal again? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then it just goes back to the root chakra. Mm-hmm. Even further than oh, yeah. childhood. Whoa. Whoa. We could just get to talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, man. Okay, so if someone is interested in trying out sound healing, not necessarily with you, but they're just interested, they're having a conversation with you, you can sense the skepticism behind it. Yeah. What would you say to them? 
how would you kind of ease them into the whole realm? Well, if you want to find more about yourself through your voice, this is it. Mm. If you want to work in your with your inner your inner callings of speaking out of taking your voice to the next level in the sense of I am strong in my voice. I have confidence in my voice. I want to shout it to the on the rooftops with my <laughs> voice. Like this is your calling. Wake the voice is definitely for you if you really want to get deeper to know who you are. Yeah. And to find your purpose. So I also call it basically life coaching too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that work mm-hmm. of like what are what what goals do you want to work on with your voice? Like I hear a lot of I want to have my a stronger voice. So we work on strengthening. Mm. I want to be able to express myself. We work on expression. You know. Yeah. These things, these really simple yet powerful tools that I will teach you we will take to your grave so like why not try wake the voice and see what happens yeah i've had i teach there i am i have a one of my really i think she's my she's my longest student of wake the voice and she's a therapist because she cannot express herself in therapy in other therapy sessions she has to come and sing it Mm. that's the only way she can release herself wow therapy yeah talking is not good for her she's mm. and she's a therapist and that she listens to people talking interesting every single day of her life wow but she chooses to come to me for therapy s yeah <laughs> and then another one um one of my other clients he he had like all of these um different things going on with his brain and like dizziness and things like that and he's been going to cognitive therapy and he says Mine, my sessions are way more powerful mm. than cognitive th- therapy. Wow. So, like, these... What a compliment. Right? Seriously. Like, like, because I I just, like, get into what you need, and mm-hmm. we just, like, we just surround you with what calls to both of us and yeah. not just calls to the doctor right. or the therapist. Right. It's, like, what is calling to both of us right now? Mm-hmm. This is a... This is not a one-way street where, like, a therapist is telling you, like, oh, this is just a generalized thing, and this is what generally we do to bring you back to where you are. No, this is a personal thing, and every single person is different. Yes. Every single person is different. Yeah. And every single person is unique. There is Mm -hmm. no generalizing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same with solutions, too. Yeah. There is no generalizing with that. No. It just goes back to your whole like principle with being equals as yep. a as a therapist as a as a healer. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be on the same playing field because I also think that you know I've never done therapy sessions, but just like from what I've heard, from what I've seen, you know, it's like very the therapist is behind the desk and the the client is on the couch or the chair or whatever. It's very separated yeah and for you to hold this space for connection and for like open-mindedness and just really like you two against whatever they're going through not them against it and then you like 
somehow forming your way into it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's so I don't know, it just puts I feel like it's a very safe space, you know? And people feel very comfortable in it. So that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's all virtual, so you okay. are muted the whole time. Good to know. Yeah, but you can come in person if you live in Colorado. But um, it's it's all it's mostly virtual, so you're mm. pretty much muted. So you are in your safe space of your house. Yeah. Um, in a room, in a private room. So mm-hmm. you are literally in the safest space that you, in the more the most comfortable space that you'll ever yeah, be in. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, my last question. Yeah. How can people get in contact with you? How can they find you if they want to, you know, book a session, do what you, whatever you do? The best place is wakethevoice.com, my, my website. You can book uh, free 20-minute sessions I'm, I'm offering right now or just like a 15-minute chat with me. Just send me a message in my website or you can just book a, a slot of one of the 15-minute slots, yeah. I cool. have I have a I have some open nice. each week from Monday to Thursday. So and then I also have my Instagram is just at wake the voice. That's my handle. Beautiful. And is this is where you announce like events and stuff? Yes. Okay. Wake the voice and then also on Facebook is Wake the Voice too. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. We are thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Ugh. I'm so glad we finally sat down and made it happen because we've been talking about it for so long. Yes, yes, <laughs> So definitely. And yeah, if you ever want to come back, just let me know. Well, yeah, let me know. I, the and the same like, for me. Yeah. If I feel, you know, that you need to be back, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, so. if you have any questions, you <laughs> yeah, know, anything definitely. like that. And also, um, if you want to email me, it's just wakethevoices at gmail.com. I am always down for any questions, comments, concerns, or just saying, hey, I want to be your friend. Yeah, um, she's really cool, so do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put all of her stuff in the show notes so you guys can have a place to to find her. So, yeah, thank you, Morgan. Yes, thank you. This. Thank or you, guys. Mo. Mo, chat with Mo. Yeah, that's what true. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.